Hello, welcome to Andra Racing. I'm Victoria Scanlon. This is the podcast where we talk all things Formula One. And this week we are talking about the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. But first, last week in our first episode, I mentioned briefly why I started the podcast. And now let me just really quickly throw in a little like reminder that I am not all knowing when it comes to Formula One. I still am learning. Um, like everybody, you know, there's always new technology, there's new um, rules and race regulations that come out. So I'm very much still learning. I would assume most of us are. Um, And yeah, that's probably like the most exciting part uh, or one of the most exciting parts about being a part of the Formula One community is is the new knowledge and information that you, you gain every time you watch a race or tune into um, any of F1's tech talks, things like that. Okay, that's out of the way. (laughs) So let's start with track history, track history. So the first GP was held here in 2021. It is a very new track still, of course. Um, 50 laps of this 6.174 kilometer circuit, 27 turns, most of which I would say, or a lot of which are very much close to flat out corners because it's very meandery. Turn 13, of course, that big hook. Um, Three DRS zones. In 2021, we saw Hamilton take first for Stappen, second Bottas, third. And in 2022, a bit of a shuffle up, we saw Verstappen take first, Leclerc second, Sainz third. All right, we're going to go into last year's GP. So last year at the 2022 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, a bit of a funny race we had Hulkenberg in for Sebastian Vettel so which I totally forgot about when I went back and rewatched, I was like oh yeah that's that one time um which is kind of nice so I mean I'm not surprised that Hulkenberg had a, or Hulkenberg had a pretty good race this year um with that in mind oh okay then I have all the people who did not finish let me let me go to qualifying first Latifi spins out turn 13 in qualifying virtually the same place that Lance Stroll spun out during the race this year, just facing the opposite direction, which I thought was kind of interesting. A little fun fact. Um, Lewis Hamilton out in Q1 ended up P16 last year, which shook people. Um, I mean, we saw the car was bad in Bahrain last year. So I'm not too surprised about that. Uh, then we get into the race. Let's talk about last year's race. So many do not fin- did not finishes. Um, here is who was out of the race and in which order. We start with Yuki Tsunoda. Then we have Nicholas Latifi with a spin out at turn 13. Daniel Ricardo, he had no drive. Uh, out again, Alonso, Bottas, and Alex Albon. What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six drivers last year out in the race. So pretty, uh, pretty, pretty sad race last year. That's okay. Um, to date, this year included, we've never had a smooth running of a Grand Prix at the Saudi Arabian track uh, or at G- the Jeddah Cornish. Jetta Corniche. I always say that wrong. That's okay. At the Jetta Corniche circuit. 
All right, let's get into qualifying. Qualifying of this year's 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. So, number one, really close barriers on this track. It's super tight, lots of blind corners, although they have sort of moved things around a little bit from last year to hopefully make some of those corners a little bit more visible for the drivers. Qualifying. So, uh, Aston Martin didn't leave the pits for the first 10 minutes of qualifying compared to last year when they were out with, I don't know, I think there was something like 11 cars on track last year in the first 60 seconds of Q1. Aston Martin just like sitting back, taking it easy this year because they know they have a highly competitive car. Logan Sargent, Logan Sargent, a really great lap in Q1, but of course gets called for track limits by minimal margins, but a rule's a rule. Um, So the question is, can he do it again? And then he has a spin out um, when he goes for another attempt. And I went, like I made that sound because he just narrowly, narrowly missed the barriers. Uh, Really lucky catch for him. Um, Then third and fourth, for Aston Martin in Q1. Whoa, pretty speedy. Um, I feel like Lance Stroll is feeling pretty good this year. uh, And I'm actually kind of happy for him because he, you know, I've never really seen him as a really competitive driver. I always, I feel like most people kind of saw him as that kid who just bought his way in, but he's got chops and he's standing up. And uh, I was really excited to see that. Um, so in the top 15, in order of first to 15th, we have Verstappen, Perez, Alonso, Stroll, Leclerc, Sainz, Hulkenberg, uh, George Russell, Zhou Guan Yu, Hamilton, Piastri, Akon, Magnussen, Gasly, and Bottas. And then out in Q1, we have Sonoda, Albon, uh, DeVries, Lando Norris, and Logan Sargent. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. And then Logan, they show footage of him after Q1, um, just kind of like hiding in the shadows and the pits. And he's like all sulking. And you're just like, oh, I feel so sorry because he tried. He did a really great run, um, really great lap. Um, and he's just 22. He's young. I mean, obviously, the maturity that it takes to be a Formula One driver, he's not your average 22 year old out there on track. Um, but still, like, that's that's hard. Sad face. We did really well. <clears throat> okay. Q2. I start in my notes by saying, oh, dang, because it's everybody's game this weekend. And that was really exciting. So grab your popcorn, folks. It's going to get good. Um, Max is starting 15th at best, we find out at the end of Q1. This is me editing, and I definitely meant to say Q2 and now Q1. Okay, back to the podcast. Due to a drive shaft failure, I had a big sigh of relief. <sighs> When Gasly made it over the line and landed himself in 10th and put himself to Q3. Bit of redemption from uh, last weekend's qualifying. So coming out of Q2, top 10 in order. We have uh, Perez, Alonso, Leclerc, Sainz, Stroll. (laughs) I put run. I think that's Russell. Uh, Akon, Hamilton, Piastri, and Gasly. And then, of course, out in Q2, we have Hulkenberg, Joe, Magnussen, Bottas, and Verstappen. Q3, I didn't take any notes for Q3. I mean, it's so quick, whatever. We finish in our top 10, running from 1st to 10th. We have Perez, Leclerc, Alonso, Russell, Sainz, Stroll, Akon, Hamilton, Piastri, and Gasly.
time for podium predictions. Okay, so I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking. I, in my mind, I was like, well, <laughs> it's Charles Claire's weekend, obviously. So um, my prediction for the podium, ooh, uh, I'll admit it, it was not good. I predicted a Perez win. Hey, oh. And then it went all awry. Um, I predicted a Leclerc second, Alonso third. Actually, now that I think about it, that's not that bad because sort of, kind of, for a moment, I was close to correct. <laughs> Hello, it's me editing again. I was two out of three correct because Alonso's third was reinstated. So, boom. Back to the podcast. All right, let's get to the race. Now, first and foremost, one of my favorite things about watching the races from home, because I would assume most of us watch the races from home from a live feed. Um, one of my favorite things is the camera views. We open to this spectacular view of drones flying in the shape of a Formula One car with movement and flashing lights. And it's just like, I was shook. It was so cool. I love the way all the different Grand Prix um, bring something special to the the weekend to really make theirs unique and stand out. It's really exciting to watch. So, gold stars. Um, okay, so blind corners, flat out sections. Uh, a small mistake in this race could absolutely change the game. We are ducking and diving. We are guaranteed action. And to some degree, we were. Um, the tires of the weekend, we had the C2, C3, and the C4s. Starts off with, with Charles Leclerc already gaining three spots in the first two laps. Uh, Piastri suffered a bit of front wing damage in lap one, but quickly got that under control. Then not too long to the race, we find out that Alonso has a five-second penalty for an incorrect starting position. So more to come on that. Uh, lap 18, we have a full safety car, where as mentioned earlier, Lance Stroll has a bit of a spin out at turn 13. Um, did it need a full safety car? Meh, debatable, but Regardless, he is out and we get a bit of a, a free or a cheap pit stop for many of our teams, which uh, is a big, a bit of a lucky break. Lap 24, we have an easy pass for Max Verstappen into third. Uh, obviously, just showing us how effective those DRS zones and the pure speed of the RB19 this year. Kevin. In the last few laps of the race there, four laps to go, he sneaks into 10th position, stealing it from Yuki Tsunoda, who notably was not very happy over the radio, but not surprised. Uh, so well done, K-Mag, sneaking in, getting one final point. Then to the podium, we have uh, Perez win, his second uh, career win in Formula One. We have Verstappen second, and what we think is Alonso third for his 100th podium. Hello, it's me again. After the FIA gave us the runaround, we can confirm it is Fernando Alonso who will be taking home third at the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, making it his 100th F1 career podium finish. Going through the race results we have from 1st to 20th, Perez, Verstappen, Alonso, Russell, Hamilton, Sainz, Leclerc, Ocon, Gasly, Magnussen, Tsunoda, Hulkenberg, Joe, DeVries, Piastri, Sergeant, Norris, 
Bodass, Albon, and Stroll. My thoughts, my general thoughts and comments about the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. This track is so tight. Of course, it's a night race. It's very colorful on the track. Any of the views that we get to see from the onboard cam, specifically the one that's above the driver um, looking down on them, is just one of the most fun views because it takes me back to when I was a kid and it reminds me of playing Mario Kart racing. And I can just feel my little seven-year-old self like jerking around playing the game as I watch. Um, and so this is one of the most entertaining, I would say, races to watch from home. Um, second comment, the drone display. I know I already mentioned it, but at the end, they did it again. They had this like fantastic palm tree. Um, just so cool. What a cool element. You know, it really takes it from a very... Like, I feel like these events are turning into like mini Super Bowl events because that's something you would see at the Super Bowl. It was just so well done. Um, <laughs> I made the mistake of uh, checking out the track temps. Um, air temp at the race in the evening, 26.2 degrees Celsius. <laughs> I wish. So nice and hot. That was just a thought I had. I just was sitting here looking at the snow and being like, mm, that's so nice. Um and then my last comment in my research for this episode, I was going back and watching previous Grand Prix, and I love listening back to first lap commentary. Oh my goodness. Like it just builds and builds and builds and builds and you can hear them running out of air as they're talking and it's just so exciting. So I thought it was really fun. It's time. It's time for Super Fan of the Weekend. My favorite part. Well, one of my favorite parts of the episode. So, a couple of people to throw out there as honorable mentions this weekend. There was this one little girl uh, during qualifying. They shoot to her and she's just like the most chill, I don't know, like nine-year-old out there. She sees herself on camera and just throws up the hang loose. And I'm like, I wish I was you when I was your age. You're killing it. Um, shout out number two, this little boy in qualifying. Oh my gosh, what a sweetheart. He held up his little sign. He was so pumped. And then the camera, he sees himself on camera and he's just like filled with such joy. And I thought, mm, you're such a cutie. But of course, my super fan of the weekend goes to... That's my drum roll. Goes to this gentleman who at the end of the race was seen donning a beautiful, uh, quite large, um, what are those called? Oh my gosh, I've forgotten the word for them. I'm going to have to look it up. Hold on. Sombrero! That's what it is. He was wearing this giant sombrero, um, also carrying this like blow up I don't even know what it was, but it had Checo written on it and he was pretty pumped. I just hope that he like deflated that thing in between the race and the end of the race because that thing would have gotten away if I was in the stands. Anyways, he is our super fan of the weekend. Um, so congratulations, sombrero man. You are our super fan. And that's it. That's the episode for this weekend. Uh, we have another empty race weekend where we are waiting as things are hauled over to Australia for the Australian Grand Prix. I'm going to do a filler episode next week. Um, so I will see you next week still. And then I'll see you again for another race in two weeks time. Thanks. Bye. Oh, I forgot to mention. 
a little plug for myself. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at AWR underscore pod. All right, that's it. See you next time. Bye.